and welcome to another episode of the Sullivan County Democrat Omnipresent Sports Podcast. Um, as always, I'm co-editor Joe Abraham, and I am joined by Sullivan County Democrat sports reporter, photographer, uh, retired English teacher extraordinaire Richard Ross. And uh, we are joined today by two um, great guests in the running community. Uh, we have Chip Furman, who is the coach of Tri-Valley and uh, his cross-country team. And then we have Skylar Musa, who is uh, Sullivan West cross-country coach. And uh, we thank them both for joining us uh, here today. And um, pretty much my first question is very general. We always ask our guests to introduce themselves a little bit, tell us about yourselves, and particularly with cross-country, um, when did you start running and sort of where did your running careers go from there? Chip, you can go first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, my running career, uh, you know, started with the Ayatoros, uh, Joe and Missy Ayatoro with the, uh, the Gramsville Gallops at Tri-Valley. I mean, that was most kids started out there uh, just getting some experience in some small races. Uh, and then, you know, the, the seventh and eighth grade was our first opportunity to run for the school. Um, so seventh and eighth grade cross country. And then right through high school, I ran all the way to uh, my senior year. Um, I had a, uh, a pretty stellar senior year, which was good enough to get me into a, a division one college. Uh, I went down to North Carolina state. Um, we did well there. We won a couple Atlantic coast conference titles there. Um, had a great time. It was a great team. Great, great place to be. And, uh, then I came back home. We did a, uh, 21 years with the New York state police and uh, retired as a sergeant. And, uh, now I'm doing, uh, some farm work on our family farm and also doing some coaching at the Tri-Valley, uh, for, uh, cross country, indoor and outdoor track. Um, I discovered running much later in life compared to, um, compared to our students. Um, I also have very, very fond memories of the Gramsville Gallup. Um, I have very fond memories um, in elementary school. Our gym teachers would make us run one lap every day as a warm up. And I beat every student, boy, girl, every single day of elementary school. Um, and I was very, very competitive, <laughs> um, but it never really dawned on me to take up running. I was much more of a ball sport type of uh, kid. Um, I ran spring track and I, you could tell I was like a pretty good athlete because the Ayatoros would put me in like the pentathlon and I would, I did pole vaults and hurdles and relays and long jumps. So um, I was never that much into running, which is kind of ironic now um, because now I wake up at like 4am to get my running in. So um, <laughs> I discovered running actually kind of at a, a low point in my life. Um, and I was invited to walk on my senior year at Clemson University. Um, and I unfortunately at the time was not really in a good place to do that. Um, but so running for me started much later in life where I found success. Um, and so I'm currently we're training very hard. Um, my ultimate goal is to qualify for the Olympic trials and the marathon. Um, and so I discovered how great running is a little bit later on, but I'm glad I did. <laughs> yeah. 
And um, with with everything that's that's taking place with COVID, um, it's sort of turned schedules upside down. I mean, we're in the spring now, and I'm not sure how the weather differs from the fall cross country season because whether it's fall or spring, it's always that midpoint. You're either dropping temperatures or in this case, temperatures are warming up as the season goes on. But what is like, has it been like a freaky Friday movie style season so far? Or what has that been like sort of coaching cross country in the spring as opposed to the fall aside from pandemic related things, but is, is there anything different or just odd or, or, or what's been like sort of the adjustments that have been made? Well, I actually, um, uh, you want to go first, Skylar? You can. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, our uh, our cross-country season, uh, you know, this isn't really, a, a, you know, reversing the cross-country season for us from one season to the next because we actually did have a cross-country season. Uh, we just didn't have it with the school. Um, you know, we had a lot of kids starting in the summer because we were preparing for a, a cross-country season. Uh, they were doing their summer mileage and, you know, once we didn't know what was going to happen with the season at that point. So once the schools uh, started um, and we realized that cross country was uh, not going to be happening, uh, we ended up going to Middletown um, and also in, I think it was Walden, uh, where the 12th Rock um, program out of Middletown set up cross country meets that were non-school related. So our team members most of them actually ran those meets. So we did get a good cross country season in. we got a lot of races. We got some times. So this is kind of just a, a continuous. This is kind of, uh, you know, it works for me because I think my kids that my distance runners at least like cross country better than track. Um, and so I think this is kind of just a little added bonus for them to run another cross country season and actually, uh, actually participate in it, you know, with the school instead of by themselves. Yeah. Um, I actually am new to the position. Um, but I believe that Sullivan West, um, over the summer, they had a big number of kids actually training for a fall season. Um, and I think once the fall sports, you know, they were kind of pushed off, pushed off, pushed off. And then once they didn't happen and winter sports kind of followed the same timeline, um, a lot of kids got discouraged by that and I, you know, can't blame them. Um, and so in terms of cross country being in the spring, I don't think it's weather wise been a problem. I mean, I actually think it's, we've probably maybe benefited a little bit because normally when you start in August, it's like pretty brutal. Some of the workouts at the beginning, cause it's just so hot. Um, but so weather wise, it hasn't really been an issue. Um, but I do think that, I mean, my team especially is very small, um, unfortunately. And I think there were a handful of kids that got discouraged. And then, you know, maybe by the time winter actually started, they felt, you know, oh, I'm, I'm not in shape anymore. And what's the point? And, um, and so that's, it's difficult, especially when they're only coming to school, maybe a couple days a week. Um, to really like get a hold of those kids and, and um, really, I can, I can be convincing, but you know, not when I have five days in between every time I can be convincing to someone. <laughs> so, um, so this, it, it's nice because instead of going from indoor to outdoor, which most, most cross country kids, cross country is their favorite season. 
Um, so sometimes this, the track is like a lot for them, um, to go from a long indoor season, then to outdoor track, it's like a lot of the same. So it is kind of nice to have a break in the mix of track for them. Um, you know, I had my own running career. I ran two New York city marathons. I started running when I was 32, um, kind of like you Skylar, you know, running came to me late. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't something that I, that I did, but I wanted, I wanted to ask you both, um, how you, how you generate enthusiasm for running. I mean, kids that have it already fine, but you know, some kids will come out for cross country or for track or for, you know, and they don't, they don't necessarily have a love of running yet. Um, is there something in your training regimen, um, that encourages them. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, you don't want to burn them out like right away. Um, Chip, you know, want to talk about that? And also how important is continuity? I mean, you know, this year, this year has been, you know, very, very, very uh, broken and fragmented. So, you know, the normal, the normal progression for runners, you know, train in the summer, go into cross country in the fall, some of them will run indoor and then distance running in the spring. There's a kind of thread that runs through. Um, but now this year, everything is kind of, you know, on, on, off, on, off, whatever. Chip, um, you want to talk about motivating? Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I mostly, most of my motivation techniques are, are, are just being positive for the kids. Uh, that's what the IH Foros always, uh, you know, kind of did for us. I don't ever remember, maybe on a couple of occasions when we were acting up possibly, but um, ever remember the IH4 was ever speaking bad to us and talking down to us if we had a bad workout. Um, they always kept us motivated with a positive attitude. And we try to do that, you know, at, at Tri-Valley, uh, Coach Eckhoff and myself, we, we are very positive. Uh, we try to build the kids up. We try to motivate them through long-term goals. I mean, um, especially for kids coming on board as distance runners, it's not an easy thing. Uh, people just don't want to do it. Um, and it's tough to get them motivated. Um, but I think we can do that if we give them long-term goals, short-term goals, things that they can achieve early, things that they can look down the road for. Um, you know, I, I think once kids have a little bit of success and it doesn't have to be winning a race, it can just be getting a personal record. That success is going to lead to other successes. And it's basically then, then you kind of got them hooked. Then you kind of, once they have the knowledge and once they realize, Hey, this is working and I'm getting better each year. And I'm, now I'm going to go to the next step. They, they do that. And, and most of the, I have very few runners that, uh, that I've been starting out with back in seventh and eighth grade that have left me, mm -hmm. um, the continuity thing, uh, that's tough. Not for so much for the distance runners. It's tough for the track athletes. I would say like the track, the sprinters and the jumpers and the, uh, uh throwers. Um, cause we did have, we started an indoor season and then all of a sudden we threw cross country in there. So we were working on indoor, we were working on competing with sprinters, jumpers and throwers. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden we have cross country. We have now a six week break where those guys are not training. They went to other sports, uh, soccer, football, and now they're going to have to come back for outdoor. So it's really going to hurt those field event and sprint athletes more than the distance runners, distance runners. We kind of you know, we have our little cycles that we do um, up into a, a, a championship event or a big race. Um, and those we can adjust e 
pretty easily through all the seasons because we're doing pretty much the same cycle. Um, I think I think that's answered those questions. Yeah, yeah, very well. Skyla? Um, as far as following the the schedule and keeping everything kind of consistent, I completely agree with Chip. I think those field event athletes are really um, that's probably more of a concern. Like distance running, I don't even view distance running as cross country, I guess, is normally maybe like three months or so. Um, three months to get in shape and run well in cross country is completely unrealistic, um, which probably I, I'm not going to sell that to the kids then because um, that they want, they want to easily be in shape in three months. I mean, I view training in like a six to 12 to 18 month. you know, it, it takes years to really, really get good. Mm-hmm. Um, but so for cross country, it's not a huge issue that it was, kind of shifted, um, because exactly like Chip said there, you're very much in this routine of like, you know, building mileage, building intensity, easing off. And so it doesn't make a huge difference. Uh Um, in terms of motivating, um, I, I talk to my athlete. I probably annoy my athletes. I should say, to be honest. Um, I talk to my athletes a lot about how they feel and when they do easy runs, how do they feel when they do workouts? And, and I'm very, very specific. Most of the time you like a very generic answer. They're like, Oh, like I felt great today. Or, Oh, that was really hard. And I asked them like, well, what rep was hard? And what, what do you mean hard? Like, what, I don't, I don't know what that means exactly. Um, and so I very much tried to ask them lots of questions about how they feel, because I think that that's how they feel is very important to, our training and, and to them getting to buy into realizing like, Oh, how I feel actually matters. How I feel on an easy run is a big deal. Um, and again, I completely agree with chip. Um, any coach that I really loved, it, it was tough love that they would give, but they were very supportive, very encouraging. Um, and so I, try my, I try my best to do that. (laughs) Um, and I, I do try to be very positive with athletes. And I think I've found that it's hopeful that I am still running. And I know that that's not realistic because at some point, you know, I'll get too old to run. Um, but I do think it's helpful for me as a newer coach, because it makes me very aware that workouts will not always go the way that we want them to. And, getting kids to, to realize like, Hey, don't beat yourself up about a bad day, about a bad race, about a bad workout. Um, and so I, I do try to be very, very positive with the kids. I, uh, most of the time they're harder on themselves and I'm on them. Um, and so with motivation, I just try to talk to them a lot and, and really get them to, learn and to learn about how their body feels and, and that type of thing. Um, can I, can I switch this to over to track for a minute? Because, you know, we are in the cross country season, but it's really just about over. Um, Chip, do you find that, that most of your kids in cross country move on to track? Um, I would say yes. Um, I can't, I'm trying to think of one that doesn't. Mm-hmm. 
and I can't. So I, I'm going to say the distance runners have pretty much, um, you know, been with me straight through cross country, indoor, and the outdoor seasons uh, since I think the time they were probably in the uh, the modified level. The uh, um, I do get a lot of other athletes, obviously during track time, that come over to me, but um, the cross country guy is pretty much steady, and which is surprising because I I actually, you know, I'm, I can't can't believe you know, the Ayatollahs put up with it, but I actually did basketball until my senior year, um, which is abnormal <laughs> for, for distance runners. Right. Now, Skylar, you have a very small group, but you're going to have a very large group in the spring. I mean, track at Sullivan West is a, you know, it's a big deal, um, you know, and, and, and also at Tri-Valley, which makes for great rivalry, by the way. Um, so, you know, you, you're going to see a lot of kids coming out for track that, that are not, that were not in cross country. Um, it's kind of a daunting task for you to take over this, the, 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 the spring track program. What do you, what are your thoughts about that? Um, I, I don't think it'll be daunting. Okay. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. I'm excited okay. for it. Um, I'm excited to get the kids that are athletes like I was, I, I truthfully didn't really love track when I was in high school. And, um, and so I think a lot of athletes that do spring track, uh, do it kind of as like their, their last sport, you know? And, um, and while I, I love track and field now, and I, I know a lot about it. Um, I also understand that perspective. And so I think that that will be helpful as a coach, um, and I very much am very regimented and I'm, I'm not like, Oh, I get that you maybe track is not your favorite thing. So it's okay. If you don't cut, no, 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 no. It's, it's an every single day you have to be committed. Otherwise you can find something else to do. Um, but with the kids, I mean, I, I understand that. And so I think it's, it's helpful for me to motivate those kids as opposed to, just having this very closed mindset of like track has to be your favorite sport. Um, so I'm not worried about it. I'm not intimidated by it. I hope we have a humongous team. Well, I'm very excited to coach track. And Richard, to your point about the large numbers for a team, uh, it's important to note for listeners that uh, while new to Sullivan West, Skylar had previously been teaching and coaching in Northern Virginia at TC Williams, one of the largest schools in the country, uh, known famously as the school that was featured in Remember the Titans. Uh, where they had a cross-country program of over 80 kids and an indoor and outdoor track programs with over 200 athletes combined. So I'm sure that'll be a valuable experience to taking over a Sullivan West program, which has won a string of division titles in recent years. And uh, Richard, I believe you have another question for Chip. Um, Chip, um, what about the absence of the big meets in cross-country? No OCIA meet this year, no Section 9 meet. Um, is that a factor? Uh, it, it broke my heart. Absolutely broke my heart. Um, not even not, and those meets are very important. Don't get me wrong, but th there's also a lot of big meets that leading up to those that, right. that we miss like the Manhattan college. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we usually, I, I, I'm looking to take kids on to these, you know, big meets that they can get some competition work for. Um, but absolutely the, the section nine and the OCIA meet were, our, our staples, especially running on the Bear Mountain course where, mm -hmm. you know, we look to his, get historical times. We can compare ourselves with people right. that ran back in the seventies. In the um, and those meets are while missed. Um, you know, I, I think, 
I think the kids stayed motivated. They stay positive and, and, you know, we'll just pick it up in the fall. I mean, that's all we can do. Obviously it was, it was a big disappointment though. Yes. Yes. Um, no state meet in track this year. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just to be in mm -hmm. Middletown, which, you know, which would have made, you know, a, a real local presence. Um, but hopefully the spring track season will go, you know, a lot more normally than, than anything from the fall or the winter. That's what we're all counting on. Right. And I do see some meets popping up. Um, I saw a meet in Middletown. There's an invite in Middletown. There's a one in Pearl River I saw opening up. There's uh, Goshen. Yeah, there's Goshen and also I think a Warwick, right? Did I see Warwick somewhere on there too? There might be. So it, it's it's common. It, we're, we're being patient. Mm-hmm. And aside from the uh, the scheduling and and with with uh, kind of looking at the different coaching styles now, I guess maybe we'll shift for a brief second on some of the kids. And I don't know keeping on cross country um, or and it can I guess slide into track too with the fact that I'm sure a lot of these cross country runners uh, will be back for track. But uh, who are some of these uh, uh, stand? standout harriers that you guys have on, on your respective teams uh, uh, that um, are doing some really great things um, in this very odd, shortened sort of season. Skylar, you can go first, this one. Okay. Um, I, I hate to say standouts because, you know, the, the kids that maybe are not um, are usually the kids that improve the most and, and I'm sure Chip also, it gets, you get like really excited about those kids. Um, but I have two boys um, running cross country that are, the one is, you know, fitness wise, a little bit ahead of the other, but I think he just put more training in over the summer. Um, Reese Mayapolsky is our top boy right now. And Carl Swanson is our second boy. Um, Carl, once he gets in a little bit more shape, will be, able to him and Reese will be able to help each other a little bit more through workouts. Um, and then on the girl side, um, we have a young girl, Rose Murphy, who, um, next year, I think she will really improve quite a bit. Um, and we have another girl who has never run cross country. Um, she was a sprinter on track. She said, uh, coach Musa, I don't think I can run three miles. And I said, I think you can. And, and she has been training very, very hard. And, and you can tell she actually is really starting to love running. And so it's exciting to watch her, um, Brielle or not. And so she's a, she's a basketball player. Um, so I hope next fall she decides to stick with cross country um, because it's exciting. You know, you never know how good someone like that could be who's mm – -hmm. You're totally out of the blue. Chip? Uh, um, for me, you know, I, I'm not going to pinpoint anybody in particular, but our, our distance squad is what's really going to – that's going to be the heart and soul of our tra outdoor track team. Mm -hmm. um, but there are sprinters, um, of course, that, you know, and jumpers that have, in the past, like uh, Nick Yuha, obviously he's coming back as a senior this year. Um, he did uh, phenomenal coming into the, this year's indoor season, like the, the, the things that Coach Eckhoff 
uh, was were doing with him, um, I could see where his potential was just increasing from where I had him the year before. So I know he's going to be a big threat. Uh, Jeremiah Steinhilber, uh, Michael Squires, those guys too in the, in the sprint department. Um, in the throws, we're, we're, we're young. We're young in the throws. We lost, we lost a lot of, lot of talent, uh, a lot of senior people last time. Um, so the throws, we're, we're going to be learning. As far as the, the girls' team, um, you know, Amelia Mickelson is coming off the distance here. She's going to be yeah, – she's a freshman coming in. And uh, there's a lot of sprinters that are, again, young people that I didn't get a lot of, uh, you know, interaction with. Um, so I can't really tell what their performances are going to be yet, but I, I can see the potential in a lot of our, our, our girl sprinters that are coming up into the program now. So we're, we're looking, uh, we're looking good. Uh, if we can get a season going here. That, that's, um, sounds really exciting for you guys. And I know one thing I've loved, uh, working aside with Richard is, is that a lot of times when you go into different schools across the country and you look at the different sports that are like kind of promoted, um, or I wouldn't say promoted per se, but kind of hailed of like, you know, the footballs, the basketballs and stuff. I know one thing Richard, I know has always loved covering track and trying to give a little more attention uh, to, to the track athletes. Um, as far as uh, you guys, as far as, as coaches uh, and people who are just both avid runners and, and a love of running. If you were, if for some reason, the people that listen to this podcast, the different kids who've maybe never tried running before, whether it be at your district or other districts, what would you tell them as like a sales pitch of just the benefits of whether it be cross country or track, both from a, not just always from a, from a physical perspective, but also just as far as in life in general. Uh, it's running is a hard sell. <laughs> um, there are lots of people that call me crazy for running. Um, it's unfortunately, it's one of those things that until you do it, you, you won't understand. And once you do start running, it, it clicks and all of a sudden, life doesn't get easier, right? Like life is still very difficult and, and there's, you know, peaks and valleys. Um, but life, it, it's easier to deal with, with bad things. And you, in to me, this is how it is for me. <laughs> um, running is the best part of my day. I mean, it's, it's the best part of my day and even days and I'm not motivated every day. And I think that to, I think it's unrealistic to think that, um, runners are motivated every day because I, think that's probably not true. Um, but I've, I forced myself to run even on the days I don't want to. And there's maybe one or two runs in a year that I come back and I say, I shouldn't have run that day. And it's usually cause I'm sick. Um, but you know, so if 364 out of 365 runs, I come back happy that I did it. There's not a whole lot of things, not many things you can say, do, do the same thing that are probably good habits. I'm going to offer a, uh, a little bit of a different take on this because I don't really believe that uh, other sports are, are more popular than, uh, than running. Um, I believe they're more fun to watch uh, on television. I believe they're sensationalized a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But if you look at, and, and Rich can attest to this, like if you go to a marathon, 
uh, the New York City Marathon on a, on, a, on a big year. I mean, look at the amount of people that are involved. Exactly. Um, you look at the road races, that people that show up for the road races. Um, you look at the, uh, the Manhattan College Invitational, look how many kids are there. Um, you go to, and that's every weekend, there's, there's meets every weekend, huge invitationals, huge races that are just drawing huge, huge crowds. It's just not fun to watch. I mean, if you want to watch a track meet, maybe people do it during the Olympics because, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, sensationalized there a little bit, but if you had to sit down and watch a track meet, it's going to take you eight hours. Um, if you want to see a cross country meet, you're maybe going to see the start and maybe the finish because cross country is a three mile race and the kids disappear for quite a while. So it's not a fun thing to watch, but I do believe that running is probably a very, very uh, popular sport. A lot more people go out and run than they do play football when they get older. <laughs> I, you know, I want, I, I'll, I'm, I'm not one of the coaches here, but I'm going to weigh in on this, on this particular thing about running. Um, Although right now I've transferred it to swimming, but still it's, it's kind of the same, the same thing. Um, I think you learn very early on that, you know, you're running against yourself. You're running, you're running to see how you can improve on something that you've done before. And there's a tremendous amount of satisfaction in that. You know, people always talk about the race winners, you know, the record setters. But, you know, for most kids who are running, the great success and the great joy is in their personal, is in their personal improvement. And, you know, that coaches see that and enforce and, and encourage that. You know, kids to say, my God, you know, like last year I ran this and look at how far I've come. You know, maybe they're still, maybe they're 10th in the race, but you know, there's no, there's nothing that can minimize that, that, that success. And I think that running has that great potential. And then you're right, Skylar, once they, once they feel that, once they see that, yeah, I can do this. And not only that, but if I work hard, I can do it even better. And then I can do it even better than that. That's the ticket. That's why they stay with you, Chip. They stay because, you know, the rewards are really, really worth the effort. They really are. I mean, I started, I started running when I was 33. I was like a really sedentary teacher. You know, one day I, lo I looked in the mirror and I said, mm, uh, you know, and one of the one of the teachers that was, you know, was in the teacher's room with me was a marathon runner. He said, you know, you should just run. And I said, Hank, I never even ran for a bus. And you know, <laughs> he says, meet me tomorrow in Prospect Park. And I, you know, I the only reason I, I went and met him was because I knew he was waiting there for me. Otherwise, I would have slept in. <laughs> and, um, you know, we went. And I, at the top of the park, and we started running, I ran about 250 yards, and I was like, <gasps> and he says, ah. I said, I can't go anymore. I said, good, 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 that's good. See you tomorrow. And he kept going. And day after day, and, you know, we ran, the first day was 250 yards, next day was 400 yards. And then when we finally completed the loop of the park, which is 3.1 miles, he said, see, you see? And by the way, I just signed you up for a Roadrunners, New York Roadrunners race in Venice <laughs> Park. And we, you know, that was the beginning of it. And that a year later, I, I, I completed the New York City Marathon, you know, because it, it just it, I had never felt anything in my life that made me feel that way, that made me feel like running did. I run seven miles every day after school religiously. So, you know, I have great respect for, for you, too. 
and for the for what you do and and for also for the kids which is why I will go out of my way and I have to apologize to both of you because you know this this fall two season has just been a nightmare you know and normally I would spread myself out over all of the sports I really I would try to do that and you know um I have really just located myself primarily with football I mean it's it's just it's I, I, I'm hoping for the spring that you know things will get normal again and that you know I'll be able to be at your meets and you know fan out and cover as many different things as I can but um you're doing a great Rich, job. those uh those races that you're talking you were talking about earlier you know that you know you were training and training and then you finally invited you to a race those are very important for the kids and that's what you know we're really lacking and if you know as a parent I can take my my kid and I can go to those races but as a coach I can't take the team uh due to the restrictions and that's that's really demotivating them um, and that's a tough, that's a tough sell to keep a kid training from all summer into winter, uh, into spring and still not being able to go to a race. So thank goodness that we got some cross country races in because mm -hmm. we were hurting, we were hurting on motivation. <laughs> oh, and it is great that, um, too, with you guys with, with programs. And I hope earlier, I, I did not mean to offend the runners out there. If I was talking about like certain sports, uh, not in terms of necessarily saying one is over the other, but just runners don't take offense, by the way. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. In terms of like, you know, just knowing a lot of kids because of your thing about talking about TV and watching stuff on TV and because of how much stuff is on television, a lot of kids that I know are these cousins and stuff will run up to the TV and be like, Oh, I want to try, you know, that sport or this sport. So uh, hopefully more of them do try running and let's see, I'm 28 now. So maybe I got five years until I have Richard's revelation and uh, I start getting in, in, into the running stuff, but also to, to Richard's point, I, you know, credit to you guys also for having to uh, make adjustments constantly, not just in terms of, of coaching, but like, I don't know how like this whole scheduling thing has been, I think the biggest nightmare is because of COVID potential exposures quarantines and stuff. I mean, there used to be a time where the only thing we'd have to worry about as far as covering stuff on the schedule was, Oh, is rain in the forecast or, or, but now it's like literally on the drop of a dime or the next day schedules will be like just completely torn up and in and, and a whole different direction. So, but yeah, so uh, Richard, it's did you here for everybody, it really has, you know, I mean, for the athletes, particularly, you know, and, and last spring, we didn't have a season, you know, we were just getting ready to start practice and bang, you know, COVID hit and the whole thing went out, went south. And I know, you know, for myself, I, at that particular time, I really hoped that the fall by, by the fall, that things would be normal, like normal again, and that, you know, the fall season would go off and it didn't. And the winter season didn't go off. I mean, you know, what we had in the winter was just, I mean, forget it. I mean, as far as indoor track is concerned, we could just like erase that completely. I mean, there wasn't any, um, you know, kids running in hallways. I don't call that indoor track, you know, no, um, that's, you know. I mean, it's, it, it, it's unfortunate, but I'm very, and you know, the scheduling is, it can be frustrating. Um, our meet against Tri-Valley, we, had a COVID issue. And so that was moved. And, um, but at the end of the day, I'm very thankful that racing is back and all we can do is hope that the spring is better. And, 
hope that the, at least for, for my team, um, I hope that the kids that with no fault of theirs got unmotivated from nothing in the fall, really nothing in the winter. Um, you know, I can't blame a kid for it being canceled and canceled and canceled. And what's, why would I want to train for a year to never race? Uh Um, so I just, I hope more than anything that we gain some kids back, um, to the sport and maybe gain new kids who are sick of being at home with their parents. (laughs) You never know. Um, so I I'm hopeful though, for the spring. Chip is the section nine, uh, track championship on for the spring. I know the States are off, but is, is there still going to be, is there going to be a section nine championship? I don't believe so. I don't see any scheduled right now. Uh, we actually don't have our track uh, uh, meeting until I believe it's next week. We, we, uh, we meet with uh, coach hammer from um, Monroe Woodbury. Who's going to, who's the track chairman. So we'll find out more probably next week. Okay. Um, I haven't seen anything though posted on the schedule yet. So we'll see. Okay. I think, uh, you know, Tim Fulton, just to, you know, give him some credit. I think there is a culminating meet um, that Tim Fulton from Fulton Accurate Timing is putting on towards uh, when the state meet would be. I think it's like the second weekend in June. It's called like the New York Showcase, okay. which is a basically I think he's trying to do a New York state meet without you be unattached instead of with a school. Right. Right. Kids will still get an opportunity to show their stuff. Right. Well, if we miss the Section 9 meet, that'll be a big loss. I mean, that is that that is a uh, that's a that's a real regalia, and uh, you know a real challenge for coaches to play the point game and try to you know strategize to get as many points as they can. Depth is important always in track. You know, it's always it's always uh, in, in both schools. You know, have had great success with you know filling in those events and you know. You don't necessarily have to get all firsts. You know, you can get, you can get, they count those, those fifth places, fourth places, they count, they add up, you know. Oh, absolutely. And not putting people in events. If you don't have somebody in an event, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts oh, big time. So absolutely. Any other school does have somebody in it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Joe, anything else? No, I was just going to say, you know, hopefully, even if nothing's really in stone right now, I, I think there has been some uplifting news looking at other sports with, I know eight man football and um, even with soccer, I think there was talk at the beginning of there being nothing for soccer at the end, but now there's some plans for, um, you know, Mahal teams to face off against the best uh, uh, OCIA teams. So there's always possibilities for hopefully things to develop as, as the seasons go forward. But I want to thank uh, the two of you uh, for joining us uh, this um, evening and uh for uh, anyone else listening, uh, this is sort of bringing our episode uh, to a close. You can listen to our podcast on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Overcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I'm probably missing a few, but um, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. And uh, thanks, Chip and Skylar. Thanks for having me.